Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. I've had a question from Winnie asking um, from the medical intuitive perspective how animals become unwell or go on to develop diseases. Now, when she's talking about medical intuition, for those of you that are not familiar, a medical intuitive will be able to look into your energy field. Uh, the nest practitioners will know it as the human body field. People may also know it as, as the aura. It's your energetic body. We all have one and people that are actually able to tap in and see or read the auric field can actually also tap in and see where the imbalances are that will go on to become, if not basically balanced up again, physical disease. Now, uh, medical intuition has been around for many years. Many of you may know of Caroline Mace. If you're not familiar with her, it's C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E-M-Y-S-S. She's been a medical intuitive. She's also doing lots of other stuff now since the 80s. Lots and lots of medical doctors, when they couldn't work out what was wrong with a patient, would refer them to Caroline. Very, very talented woman. If you're not familiar with her, well worth checking her out. She's got lots of really good audio books and so forth. Now, one of the big differences in this between humans and animals is obviously the fact that we are different species. Um, a human's not going to jump in pony poo and eat it or roll in it, but I can guarantee you a dog will. In the same way, um, your, your, your dog's not going to jump on Google. You will. So the species difference is particularly relevant in this regard. So humans will go on to carry stuff for much, much longer than a dog, a cat or a horse will. Um, people will, yeah, I remember one woman vividly, she had a snappy little dog, had a go at me and she said, oh, it was because he was in a shelter since until he was six months old. My response, well, he's 12 years of age and he's still an asshole. What's your excuse? And we as humans tend to do this. We go to therapy and so forth. We stay within certain energetic patterns. Animals don't do this. It's a survival mechanism. You don't see animals going to therapy groups or whatever. They get on with it. They survive or they die. And unfortunately, that's just how it is. Nature is very, very effective. It's not always pretty. Now, I'm not saying animals' emotions don't play into it. Of course they do, but not in the same way as humans. And this is something that I think a lot of people tend to think of the dog as um, unconditional love 
or expect their animal to take on their stuff, etc., etc. Um, and while some animals will choose to do that, it's a completely unrealistic and also, quite frankly, um, bloody lazy idea. This whole thing of, oh, my dog should carry my crap. Sorry, if you've got crap, you work through it yourself. You don't expect a dog to carry it, you know, or a horse or any other animal. And yes, I have had clients actually say to me, and it's one of the very few times I've refused to ask a question, a woman actually asked me whether the dog thought she should leave her partner. Now, sorry, but what kind of a cop-out on responsibility is that? So, yes, they do have emotions, absolutely. Um, and they do kick up if you take on a rescue animal. I've got a um, very severely compromised rescue subplanonac. Does that become an excuse for bad behaviour? No, you can't change the past. All you can do is help them to move forward. Um, the biggest problem people do in that regard with their animals is either inconsistent boundaries or no boundaries. Um my father always said children should be neither seen nor heard, so I make no claims to know much about children, but I do know they do need boundaries, and the less boundaries they have, the more trouble you tend to have. Animals are no different. However, unlike humans, um, there's an awful lot of other things that either our pets can be, the proverbial canary in the coal mine. Um, look at all our interior Toxins, for example, cats in particular are susceptible to, and these will often go on to diseases. Most people aren't aware that if you paint a house, you can have toxic fumes come off that paint for seven years, by which stage it's usually ready to be repainted. Um, common household chemicals like bleach or a lot of the citrus cleaners can make animals, the fumes from those can make animals very, very sick. Um, I've actually remember one cat, it was rare, but it went blind from an allergic reaction to a scented candle. Um, so you look at all the El Cheapo scented candles, you look at the incense, all those sorts of things. Fabric softeners, uh, they, a lot of the fire retardants that are now in pet bedding and so forth are incredibly toxic and have a lot of endocrine disruptors. Plug-in scents are another, um, and I've also known several to set houses on fire, so I'm not a big fan of them for obvious reasons. And of course, f um, flea control. You know, particularly um, some of the tablets these days are known to have neurological reactions. Well, if they're doing that to a pet, even in small doses, they're obviously toxic. Uh, electromagnetic magnetic frequencies are one of the biggest things that I'm now seeing um, in cats and small dogs and also some very sensitive dogs. My uh, last Anatolian was incredibly sensitive to electromagnetic frequencies. Um, I wound up having to get dirty electricity thing uh, plug-ins for the house. I used to turn the Wi-Fi off every night and when I put the plug-ins in, his behavior literally changed within 10 minutes. You sort of hear stuff but when you see it affect an animal's behavior that much, it really was a huge eye-opener to me. Uh, for those of you that are interested in that topic, healthexpressworld.com. The amazing Cyril Burke uh, helped make the Ness My Health machine. And no, that's now what he does. 
He's been to my place once um, with all these bells and whistles, fabulous products. And as I say, it's really, really scary to see. Uh, and of course, we're getting more and more in the way of EMFs. We've got more Wi-Fi, we've got more phones, we're more dependent, we have more TVs, we have more, you know, iPads, all these sorts of things, uh, as well as umpteen different more channels, Netflix, Stan, radio, you know, it's all there. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there and it certainly affects our animals. Now, one of the other big things that leads to a lot of disease is um, inbreeding. Now, that's not so much of a problem with people, although traditionally in the royal families and I believe in um, particularly in the Egyptian times, it was quite a big thing. But we do it with our animals all the time and that, of course, plus... You know, the whole brachyphilic dogs, Persian cats, the shapes, the coats, the sorts of things we do to them, um, you know, all of which, you know, your long back, short-legged dog, they're not designed like that by nature. So, of course, they're going to go on and develop diseases and problems later down the track. We breed them to look like that. Unfortunately, they have to live in the body and they age very, very badly in a lot of cases. So if you're looking for a dog or a cat, the closer they are, look at your um, your regular moggy or a wolf or a dingo. The closer you are to that kind of shape, generally the less structural issues you'll have. Um, of course, yeah, that doesn't mean they're not going to get hit by a car or something like that. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of other things as well, but of course at least, for example, they should be able to breathe. Um, and don't even start me on some of the pugs and peaks and that and the brachyphilics. Um, I've got to say I am. I know I'm not going to be very popular for saying this, but I am all for them being banned if their nose isn't at least one-third the length of their head because people think it's cute. Those poor dogs are in agony. And, of course, I get to feel all of that. So, yeah, not a big fan in that regard. And, of course, if you're continuously struggling for air and have subclinical oxygenation, naturally, you're much, much more prone to disease. That's just how it works. Also, um, of course, food. We are what we eat. I should turn into a coffee bean, shouldn't I? However, um, our animal friends, a lot of them don't do very well in this regard. You all know my views, I think, by now on um, commercial food, McDonald's of the um, pet food world, fabulous marketing, crap food, particularly dry food in cats. Cats naturally get about 70% of the liquid intake from their food. Why would you feed a cat dry food, particularly if they've got kidney problems? Also, cats are obligate carnivores. Go and have a read on your um, cat's dry food and you may actually have to look it up because some of the um, bags now don't actually even list the ingredients. You have to go to the website for that. Now, whether that's cheaper for printing or whether it's simply people are more likely to buy it if they don't try and look for the ingredients and realize what they're actually feeding their animal, I'm not sure. But why would you feed an obligate carnivore large amounts of grain? It's going to kick up inflammatory problems at the very least. So nature's very, very effective. But we have a lovely big feral cat population for a reason. It works. The closer you can get 
back to what nature intended, generally the better your animal's going to do. And yes, I understand some people may choose to be vegetarian or vegan. However, that's your choice. That should never be forced on your animal who is a different species with different requirements. So to cap it off, yes, and look, I have done medical intuitive work with animals. It's part of essentially what I do with um, when I do an animal communication. But it's not something that animals tend to have huge hang-ups about. Um, I think the biggest thing or the biggest complaint I get from animals isn't about how they feel per se. It's generally about the lack of consistency in their humans. Um, now, that may be that hubby says dog can't get on the bed every time hubby's out white gets a dog on the bed. It may well be um, sometimes you let your horse graze when he has a halter on. Other times you tell him he's not allowed to eat the grass when he has a halter on. Um, it's either one or the other. These people that are inconsistent, that really bothers animals and they can get quite frustrated. Uh, of course, always keep in mind too, a lot of so-called behavioral and inverted commas problems, I'd say 70% or more have a pain base. And a lot of the ones that don't started out with a pain base. And then ultimately, because of the way humans were rewarding inappropriate behavior, have gone on to develop large um, issues. Also, to one of the biggest um, problems I get, I guess, with dogs and to a lesser extent cats, but it does happen. Uh, is noise phobia. That's something I'm continuously asked about um, because it, it can be very distressing. Someone drops something and the dog shoots off up into the corner and or the cat goes to the back of the wardrobe and they sit there and shake for an hour. I get it. But what most people fail to realise, and of course this is why animals get worse generally and more noise phobic as they're older, is there's been some very interesting studies done that show that nearly 90, 90% of dogs and cats that are noise phobic have undiagnosed pain. So if your animal is one that reacts to, you know, cars backfiring, I mean, look, everyone gets a start if one goes off, but you'll know what I mean. There's the difference. So if you get something like that, um, don't like the builders with the nail guns, thunderstorms, those sorts of things, take them to a body worker, have a chat with your vet because there's every chance it is pain. So basically to summarise, yes, they do have emotions. They, um, it certainly can affect health. Um, I always know Manolo Mendes always says, happy horses heal quicker and perform better. And that's every animal. If we can keep our animals happy, it obviously impacts their health in exactly the same way as it does with humans. But they are separate species to us. And one of the many species requirements is that German New Medicine, which is fabulous for humans and for anyone who's not familiar, Louise Hay of Hay House, 
basically she took German new medicine, printed it on a bunch of cards, and that was the beginning of Hay House and her going on to establish one of the biggest publishing houses in the world and hats off to her. But we have our emotions and we store them in our body because as a species, that is how we operate. A dog or a cat or a horse will experience the same emotions, but because of their species, they will process them differently. And the biggest and best thing you can do for any of your four-legged or two-legged winged companions is to love them and respect them for the species that they are. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking with the Animals. As always, don't forget to like, subscribe. If you'd love to leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Please feel free to drop me a line, any questions or topics you'd like me to cover. Love to do so. Thank you again to Winnie for today's question. As always, stay safe, enjoy yourselves, and until next time, remember when you can talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.